Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Thursday, December 30th, 2021. This will be my last episode of the year. Heidi will do uh, one poem for December 31st, and then we will be back in the new year. But I want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to this podcast or any of the podcasts we produce here at Goldberry Studios. Um, thank you so much for, for uh, taking the time to listen and making us a part of your day. One of our resolutions is to be more consistent with the daily poem as we've gotten things more established here at Goldberry Studios and Goldberry Books. That's our, that's our goal. Uh, thanks to Heidi for, for pitching in here as well a couple days a week. Today's poem is by Richard Wilbur. He was an American poet and translator who lived from March of 1921 until October of 2017. He was one of the most important uh, poets of the 20th century, especially in here in America, and was appointed the second poet laureate uh, consultant in poetry to the Library of Congress in 1987. He received the Pulitzer Prize twice for poetry, once in 1957 and again in 1989. You have heard from him on this podcast a time or two. If you're a long-time listener, you know that he is one of my favorites. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called Year's End. goes like this. Now winter downs the dying of the year, and night is all a settlement of snow. From the soft street, the rooms of houses show a gathered light, a shape and atmosphere like frozen over lakes whose ice is thin, and still allows some stirring down within. I've known the wind by water banks to shake the late leaves down, which frozen where they fell and held in ice as dancers in a spell fluttered all winter long into a lake. Graved on the dark in gestures of descent, they seemed their own most perfect monument. There was perfection in the death of ferns which laid their fragile cheeks against the stone a million years. Great mammoths, overthrown composedly have made their long sojourns like palaces of patience in the gray and changeless lands of ice. And at Pompey, the little dog lay curled and did not rise, but slept the deeper as the ashes rose and found the people incomplete and froze the random hands, the loose, unready eyes of men expecting yet another son to do the shapely thing they had not done. These sudden ends of time must give us pause. We fray into the future, rarely wrought save in the tapestries of afterthought. More time, more time. Barrages of applause come muffled from a buried radio. The New Year bells are wrangling with the snow. Wilbur wrote this poem in 1950, or at least I think it was published in 1950, which makes him just shy of 30 when he published this, which, oh, it's just makes me angry. What a talent. And when he died in 2017, uh, a poet named Lloyd Schwartz wrote for WBUR.org about, he wrote a, an obituary of, of Wilbur, and he mentions this particular poem. And of it, he says the following, quote, here are the familiar Wilbur shapeliness, are the elegant, traditionally rhymed stanzas with their formal rhymes and regular iambic pentameter. No technical breakthrough. And he'd continue writing in this vein for more than 70 years. And yet the poem holds up because the chiaroscuro tone, the, the shadow of darker truths, feel genuine and earned. And for this apparently effortless skill and craft, he earned many awards, including two Pulitzer Prizes and a National Book Award, and was appointed Poet Laureate. 
end quote. And I wanted to share this because it does mention, quite nicely, Wilbur's formalism. When you read this poem, you can kind of get caught up in particularly reading it aloud in, in, in the rhythms of it. He's so good at challenging the reader to, for lack of a better word, just enunciate. So he'll combine sounds that are just difficult to say out loud. Now, every reader has his, his or her own tics when reading aloud. You know, lines, words, combinations of consonants and vowels and all like that, that, that make, make it difficult. I have my own particular things that make it difficult for me, particularly when trying to speak into a microphone in a way that is, you know, coherent and you can understand. But he knows how to combine these sounds to speed up or slow you down. And that's the way he speeds you up or slows you down seems to suggest, you know, this is a moment of rhapsody. This is a moment of melancholy, those sorts of things. He's able to use the formal structures, the formal elements that he trades in to generate tone through tempo. Now, that's kind of what poetry is, but you feel it very deeply and very specifically in Richard Wilbur's poetry, in my opinion. Of course, this is a poem about death. It's a poem about leaves falling. It's about mammoths becoming extinct and a little dog at Pompey and um, ferns which laid their fragile cheeks against the stone a million years. It's about the sudden ends of time that happen when we least expect them to. We frame to the future, he tells us, rarely wrought save in the tapestries of afterthought. These sudden ends of time must give us pause. In other words, it asks us to contemplate extinction as we're on the verge of a new year. And again, back at the time of his death, Todd R. Nelson wrote in, Ellsworth, in the Ellsworth American the following lines about Wilbur and about his poem. He says, quote, even with all the cautionary examples he cites, Wilbur retains a glimmer of hope and self-knowledge. The rigor of the rhyme makes it memorable. Such orderly beauty seems central to the power of poetry itself to the logic of insisting on poetry's relevance and vitality. It's a counterpoint to our often ragged, unraveling advance into the future, a fraying of the fabric of past and present. A Wilbur poem presides over the skirmish between what has been and what will be, stasis or revolt, portable, pocketable, shareable, end quote. With that, I'm going to read it again, just to make sure we get it in without this episode becoming too long. But as always... Why not make read more Richard Wilbur one of your New Year's resolutions in 2022? So here it is, Year's End by Richard Wilbur. Now winter downs the dying of the year, and night is all a settlement of snow. From the soft street the rooms of houses show a gathered light, a shape and atmosphere like frozen over lakes whose ice is thin and still allows some stirring down within. I've known the wind by water banks to shake the late leaves down, which frozen where they fell and held in ice as dancers in a spell fluttered all winter long into a lake. Graved on the dark in gestures of descent, they seemed their own most perfect monument. There was perfection in the death of ferns which laid their fragile cheeks against the stone a million years. Great mammoths overthrown composedly have made their long sojourns like palaces of patience in the gray and changeless lands of ice. And at Pompey, the little dog lay curled and didn't rise, 
but slept the deeper as the ashes rose and found the people incomplete and froze the random hands, the loose, unready eyes of men expecting yet another son to do the shapely thing they had not done. These sudden ends of time must give us pause. We frame to the future, rarely wrought save in the tapestries of afterthought. More time, more time. Barrages of applause come muffled from a buried radio. The New Year bells are wrangling with the snow. This has been The Daily Poem, which is produced by Goldberry Studios. Post-production is by Logan Green, and I am David Kern. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Heidi, we'll be back with another poem for you tomorrow. And Happy New Year.